Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 12. This is not a midlife crisis. The importance of this episode is when I am studying midlife and women in midlife, because that is what I know, women in midlife, I find that the word crisis comes up a lot. And I want to disagree. When I hear the word crisis, I think bad things are happening. This is a state of emergency. This is not good. But I want to invite you. I want to convince you that this is not a crisis. This is actually a good thing. Here's why. When we get into this time of our life, when we become midlife and our kids are older, they don't need us as much anymore and they're more independent, which is what's supposed to happen, ladies. As hard as it is on our hearts and souls, this is supposed to happen. Our kids are supposed to become their own person and not need us as much anymore. And so I want us to think of this time as something good. It's a transition and it's supposed to happen. It's meant to be. Nature created it this way for a reason. And instead of us um, fearing it, I want us to embrace it. I want us to celebrate it. Instead of a crisis, I want us to think of this as a reconditioning, maybe an awakening, a relearning, a liberation, a freedom dance. I want us to think of this as remembering who you really are. Because when we come to this planet, we have a purpose. There's a mission. There's a lesson we're learning. And then along the way, life gets in the way and we forget why we're here. Because we get all of these conditionings imposed upon us. Society, our family, our teachers, our friends, All of these experiences create conditionings that throw us off the path of who we are and why we're here in the first place. And the biggest one that does that is becoming a mom because we have our eye on the prize, whatever that is, and then all of a sudden, these amazing human beings come into our life and change our life in the most profound way ever. And now we're focused on this. We're obsessed. We're like a dog with a bone. We will not think about anything else. We won't let it go. And this is our life. Our life revolves around this. And it's hard and it's wonderful and it's painful and it's beautiful and it's messy and it's all the things. But then one day it comes to an end and this is where we're at. So we've been conditioned to be this person who does everything for for this other person or these other people. And we've let go of who we are. We've forgotten who we are or what our purpose is. And we've put everybody ahead of ourselves. And this is like the mom thing. And it's okay. Nothing's gone wrong because we wouldn't have it any other way. We wouldn't have our kids and ignore them. We wouldn't have our kids and not love on them as hard as we possibly can. It just doesn't work like that. We're not created like that. But it's time for us to rediscover who we are. It's a remembering So I see it as a celebration. Okay, back to me now. Where was I? 
What it, who is it that I get to become now? And so when we can think of it from this place as a remembering of who we are and why we're here, what our purpose is, then it becomes exciting and new. And when we get into midlife, it can be hard if we're not thinking of it as a remembering, but as indeed a crisis, then it does become a state of emergency because we've lost our purpose. And when we have no purpose, then we're in trouble. And when I coach my moms, a lot of what comes up is there's two main things that come up. The biggest things that come up over and over and over again. Number one is weight loss. And number two is what is my purpose? Why am I here? It was my son Santos's birthday yesterday and he turned 17. And it was an amazing day. I always love to celebrate my kids because my life changed so much having each child. I have two boys and Santos is my youngest. And it's different when your oldest turns 17 because you have another one right behind. And so it's, he's, this is Santo is my baby and he's my last one. And as I was making Santos's day special, I really try hard to do what they want. I, what do you want? How can we make this day special for you? And Santos is a people pleaser. So it's, he's a hard one to, um, make a special day for because you know, he wants to do whatever, what makes everybody else happy. So we ask him to dig into his soul. His brother and I, Phoenix, we're always like, dig into your soul. What would really, we would do anything at all today. What would it be? What would light you up? And this day was, it was bittersweet for me because I love celebrating him. I love celebrating my kids and doing all the things. But at the same time, my heart was breaking because I know it's time for me to let go. And I, and I don't want to, like, I want to hold on so tight to these kids. And I, if you're listening to this, I know you're feeling me in your heart because yesterday was a big heart moment. I was, I was soaking up every second, every second of it, because I just wanted to hold on so tight, so tight. And sometimes it comes across as thinking that my kids are not capable because my son Santos had a conversation with me. He's a, he's very mature. He's the most mature out of the three of us. He's the most mature for sure. And he had this conversation with me. He has these philosophical conversations, very heartfelt conversations. And he sat me down and he said, mom, you know, I'm capable of doing these things. And I had to really try to express it to him. It's not that I don't think you're capable of doing these things. It's that for the past 17 years, my life has been doing these things for you. And so I want the best for you. And it's, it's hard for me. I have to catch myself doing things for you. And my brain has to say, don't do it. Don't say it. Don't do it. Just let him be, let him be. And so it comes from a place of love and, and it's like, I'm trying to break that habit. So I love that he could say see that and say it in the nice, kind way. It's like, this is a really good example. I'm teaching him how to drive. Now, I drive a standard, and so um, he's learned on a standard, but he's taking his test in a couple of days, and he doesn't want to take it on a standard. So we borrowed my dad's truck. Okay, now my dad's truck is an automatic, so <clears throat> he shouldn't have to worry about 
the driving of the car, the standard part of it, he can just drive the truck and be good. And so we're practicing our parking because we haven't practiced parking in a while. And it's a small, it's a small truck, but it's bigger than the car. And so as we're parking, we get into the parking spot and it's like, okay, yeah, that was great. And he's like, yeah, mom, but you know, you kind of parked the car. And I'm like, you're right. I did park the car because as he's driving and parking the car, I'm like, you got to unturn the wheel. You got to back up. You got to, and I'm telling him exactly what to do. And I can't not do it. It's like, it is so hard. I know you're feeling me on this moms. It's like just to sit there and not say anything. It eats you up inside. It's like there's this something inside of you and it just comes out and you can't stop it and you try and you shove it back down, get back in there and it just comes out anyway. You're like, oh my God, I can't help myself. And it's not from a control thing. It's not, you know, from wanting to do it all. It's just that wanting to help. It's just for 17 years, it's been my job to help these kids. And so changing that habit is really challenging. It is but the first step is the awareness. Okay. The first step is the awareness. Now I was aware that I was doing this. And then when Santos mentioned it to me, that was like, yes, okay, I get it. I'm going to be even more aware now. And so when these thoughts come up in my brain, I want to stop and I want to challenge them. Do I really need to say this? Can I let it go? And it's hard. It's hard. It's like, if you have a craving for sugar and then you're like, don't eat the sugar, don't eat the sugar. And you can do it for a while. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you've eaten the sugar. And it's the same with saying things to our kids, right? Like, don't tell them, don't tell them to brush your teeth. Don't tell them, to, don't ask them if they brush their teeth. Don't tell them to wipe the counter, you know, that type of thing. And then after the 10th time in your brain, you're like, it comes out and you're like, oh, I can't help it. And then we can kind of hashtag relate to our parents, why our parents, when we say the thing that our parents said, like clean up after yourself, get your hands off the wall. My dad would always say, get your mud hooks off the wall. When we say those things, when, when the, those words that our parents always said to us come out of our mouth, it's devastating, but then we get it. And then we also have these thoughts when we're talking to our kids about, I can't wait till one day you have a child and then you come to me and complain about this. And I'll be like, mm -hmm, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but I get sidetracked. So midlife. So with the, with the um, kid thing, the Santos thing, it's like heartbreaking. But the best thing I can do for him is to let him go. It doesn't mean I don't love him. And I, and I think in the back of my brain, I have this feeling like that that's what it means. And I know it doesn't, it, that's not what it means. And when I have a conversation with him, it helps me. It's not for him. It's for me. I want to say it out loud. I want him to hear it in his ears son, it's hard to let you go. I love you so much. And I just want to, the best for you. And so that's what happens when midlife, it's like the holding on of our identity of who we are. If I'm not the, my children's mother, then who am I? What's my purpose? And this is the remembering of why we're really here. Why are we really here? And it's hard in all the ways. When we get into midlife, physically, it can be hard because our body changes. We literally wake up one morning and we have a like, all our fat has migrated to our stomach. And this happens across the board. This is the way our body's designed. Our, it just stores fat differently. Nothing's gone wrong here. But then you also wake up and you, you, you step out of bed and your feet are aches and pains. And it takes like a good five minutes, like before your legs actually move, you're like, ow, ooh, ah, ooh. And then you got to like loosen up and get that synovial fluid pumping through your feet before you're like feeling 
sort of normal. So your body feels like it's aging and your and your brain is like, what's happening to me? I'm changing. And yes, you are. And we want to embrace it. We don't want to compare ourselves. Comparison is the thief of all joy. That was one of my first podcasts. Go check that out. Because instead of comparing ourselves against other people, we're comparing ourselves against our younger self. When we could get out of bed and our feet didn't hurt or our knees didn't ache. So we have many, many body changes and it's a ton of hormonal changes our body is designed to that. Remember, our body is a piece of nature and it's supposed to change and it knows exactly what to do. So we don't want to stop it and we don't want to interfere with it. We want to enhance it. What does it need? If our body has this knowing, we're listening. What is it trying to tell me and what does it need more of? How can I support it? Because our body has all the answers. So yes, it changes. And no, we don't want to stop it. We want to go with it. We want to embrace it. We want to love this new version of ourselves. And it might mean that our body isn't quite the way it used to, and that's okay. Now, I noticed a couple things going on. I've changed my eating and I've gotten rid of my midlife belly. And it's life-changing. And when I coach my clients, I teach them all this system. But what happens is that your body does change. Remember when you had a baby and then you'd put your jeans on and even if you were back to the same weight, your body has shifted, it's changed so so pants don't fit you the same. It's similar in weight loss, your weight uh, in midlife, sorry, your your hormones are changing. And so you're even if you're at your best weight, like the weight that you love, your body might change and your clothes might not fit the same. For example, like I wear thong underwear. I love wearing thong underwear. And I've always worn a small and now I've changed to a medium. I just changed to a medium. It doesn't mean that that um, I don't love my body or anything like that. It means that my physical shape of my body is different. It's just physically different. So my weight is good, but where I carry it has changed. And so some things fit tighter and other. And when I just embrace that, and then it doesn't bother me anymore. And just a part of I'm still wearing a thong. It still feels good. It just is a medium. It's just a tag. It's just a letter. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's my thoughts about it that make it good or bad. Okay. We're talking about my underwear. I don't know why, but it just seemed to be relatable. So the physical part of our body and midlife, it changes. And that has a lot to do with the mindset, how we think about this is a crisis. This is a crisis. But when we look at our body and and love it and see what it's capable of. And it's like, what can I do? What is it capable of now in midlife? Let's see what this is capable of. So I get excited. I get excited because I know that many things, everything is still possible, but it's all how you look at it. And then it can be hard in the mental way. So you're trying to wrap your brain around, okay, who am I, right? The mental way of like, what I do in my daily life changes. How I relate to my children changes. The way I see myself changes. This is all how our brain is working. And when our brain wants to go into, this is a crisis, something is wrong here, then we, then we make it wrong. But if we can figure it out with our brain, if our brain can be, ah, my body's going to change. Everybody's body is going to change. Nothing's gone wrong. This is part of the process. When I logically understand that this is part of the process, then it makes it easier to go through the process and figure out, how can I make this work for me? How can this be a good thing? What do I get to do with this now? Mentally, our brain is always wanting to keep us safe. That's what our brain does. It's the 
triad. It's like seek pleasure, avoid pain, and stay safe. And when change happens, our brain doesn't like it. So what if we could go with the flow? What's the good part about my changing body? Right? I've changed sports. I used to be a runner. My knee doesn't allow me to. Now I play tennis and I want to be the best tennis player ever. So it, so I can still do these things, but I've changed my thinking about it. I'm not stuck on what I used to be able to do, what my body used to be able to do, but I'm finding things that my body loves to do now because moving your body is a key part. You don't have to work out at the gym, kill yourself at the gym every day. Nuh-uh, it's not like that. You want to move your body in a way that feels good. It could be like forest bathing, a walk, a bike ride. It could be doing hula hoop. It doesn't matter dancing, dancing in your kitchen, cranking the music. You got to just move your body for 30 minutes a day. And the other part of midlife being challenging is the emotional part. And this is what I was relating to with Santos's birthday is like just those intense emotions. So you match that with the crazy hormones that are going on and we have got ourselves a crisis. If we don't manage it, if we're not aware of it, hormones and then the emotions that follow, crisis. So let's reel it in a little bit and let's really name it. So the first thing we wanna do is be like, I feel like I could kill somebody. Mm, That's a hormonal response. I'm not a murderer, it's a hormonal response and it's okay. And so when we can manage that, when we make it good in our brain, we get it. We get it. Be sad. I was, I took some moments to be sad. Like my heart broke wide open because I pictured like this 17 year old kid that towers over top of me. I pictured him as that little boy who used to hold my hand and I used to kneel down so I could hug him. We used to say heart to heart and we would hug so our hearts could touch. And now he's this grown ass man. And that's the emotional part is letting go. I have the memories. I have those in my heart. They'll always be there. But it doesn't mean that that our relationship isn't changing and the love isn't there. And now it's my job. It's my opportunity to show up for him in a different way. If I could just create that space for him, and I'm talking about him because it was his birthday, but both my kids, if I could create the space for my boys for them to be their truest self, to discover who they are in a place that serves them, but also serves me. Like, yeah, I could do this and just hold that sacred space for them. That's a win-win. That's what midlife is about. I'm going to hold it. I'm not going to say anything. I could process it in my brain. And when they want help from me, they're going to come find me. They'll come find me. I know they will because they always do. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't need you to mom us anymore unless we need you to mom us, right? Like they, when they don't know how to do something, they just come and it's like, it's so funny. And I, and, we're, and it's like, yes, I'm all over this. Let me mom you. But I'm just going to stand back here and I'm going to wait until they ask because they want to be independent until it comes time to do something that's like, <laughs> you know, cleaning up. They don't want to do that. They want to be moms. That's when they want the, the old mom. But let's hold that space for ourselves. We know it's hard. Every single midlife mom is going through it and it's challenging. So it's not just you. You're not failing. You're just experiencing what you're supposed to be experiencing. It's an opportunity to grow emotionally. And then the last one is spiritually. That's the spiritual growth of the remembering of why you are here on this planet in the first place. This is the mother of all things. Why am I here? What's my purpose? And we thought our purpose was to cater to these human beings, but it's not because we're, we are our own person. 
and our soul has its desire. What is, what is that desire? Why did you come here? What lights you up? What is your purpose for being here on this planet? And that's what you get to discover now. So if you can allow yourself to step into that, give yourself the space, create the same space for yourself that you're creating for your kids that are learning who they are, because you're doing the same thing. So what would it look like if I held this super neutral, loving, kind, amazing space for me to figure out what my purpose is? What do I want to do now with my life? Where do I get to focus my time and attention and my love? Where? What would make me feel good? And this is what makes it not a midlife crisis. This is the beauty of midlife is it feels and it has the appearance of a crisis, but it's not. It's a flowering. It's a new beginning. It is amazing. This is what we came here for. So my friends, if you feel that you're in any sort of a crisis, then please reach out to me. I help women master midlife, which means not having a midlife crisis, but a midlife rebirth, a midlife awakening, a midlife liberation, a remembering. It's about remembering who you really are and why you came here before all of this conditioning happened, all of the societal conditioning happened. Remember who you are and why you came here. I am here for you. Remember, you can book a free consult with me to see if it's a fit for us to work together. I can help you master midlife. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. Because remember, this is our time. This is what we've create, we are created for. This is why we are here. Embrace it. Own it. Love it. Have fun with it. Because you deserve it. Just as you are. You don't have to be or do or create anything. Just perfectly as you are, this is your moment and you deserve it. So embrace it. Thanks for listening, my friends. Always Love yourself first and have an amazing midlife day.